Well, thank you for joining me. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. We'll pray the chaplain. And um, I want to thank you for your prayers. As you know, I've been under the weather um, last week. I feel so much better this week. And um, I really am grateful for, for, you know, your intercession on my behalf. Prayer changes things. It has an impact. And uh, I've seen it. I witnessed it. I believe it. I know you do too. I could probably open the phones right now and say, hey, share with me how many times God has come through and answered your prayers. I know you might be in a tough situation now too. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking about St. Charbel Malouf, if you're just joining me, a Maronite monk who has you know more miracles attributed to him than, than really a whole lot of people that I know. I mean, anybody, there are 26,000 miracles to the intercession of this one saint. It's off the charts. I, I'll share one weird miracle with him. Just to show you how God can work. And I think God sometimes allows these strange things to happen to show us that he's in control. One of St. Charles, I guess, best known, most well-known miracles was the healing of uh, Nohad El-Shami. She was 35 years old, right? And she was healed from partial paralysis back in 1993. And she says that she saw two Maronite monks standing next to her bed in a dream one evening. And in her dream, the monks operated on her neck. Right now, you know, we know dreams have played a big role in the Old Testament, the New Testament. St. Charles often appeared to people in these dreams, as I've shared with you. Padre Pio, the same way. Well, when Nohad woke up, she had two wounds in her neck. She was completely healed. And began to walk. Now, again, partial paralysis. Dreams that these monks were performing a surgery, that the monks operated on her neck. She didn't have these marks before. She woke up the next morning, two wounds in her neck, yet completely healed. She said that St. Charbel appeared to her the next night in a dream and asked her to visit his hermitage uh, on the 22nd of every month. He also asked her to attend Mass regularly. The 22nd of each month has since become a very popular day to visit St. Charles' Hermitage and to pray and to celebrate Mass. And there's so many others. Uh, I was sharing with you about Father Clote, who did this documentary on um, on confession. And I had on the air with me a woman named Daphne Gutierrez, who, when she was just 17 years old, um, suffered... Um, uh, a malformation that resulted in total blindness and headaches and seizures and vomiting. And her, her mother, uh, she's the mother of three. She was unable to take care of her children and doctors approved her to go into a nursing home. Um, St. Charbel had other plans. Um, she went to venerate St. Charbel's relics uh, at a, uh, a parish in, in Phoenix, Arizona, St. Joseph Maronite Catholic church. And uh, the saints were on tour. And a few days after venerating the, re- uh, the relics, her vision was completely restored. And she said, look, God gave me my vision back for a reason. I want to be, I, I want to be able to help others. I want to give testimony because I can you know, let people know that God does exist, she says. She says he does hear prayers. So don't lose the faith, Daphne says. Don't lose it. The most important of all, she says, is confession, which brings you healing. And it was in confession that she had this healing take place. So I, I just want to, I want to present that to you, give that to you, let you know. Now, with God, all of these things are possible. All right, let's pray for you. I'm joined by Chris Flood. She's my colleague here at Relevant. Chris, always good to have you with me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Glad to be here. Anything you want to pray for? 
I would just like to pray for all those who are um, mourning the loss of a child, whether it be recent or many years ago, something that's very hard to heal. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pray for that. Um, let's pray for that loss. I want to pray for those who are contemplating taking the life of their child, as well as anyone who's made the mistake. And God will, in his mercy, embrace them and they'll know his goodness and his love. And we'll begin today with the chaplet. I'll try to take uh, as many calls as I can. And of course, uh, Maggie will be monitoring our Twitter account. So if you want to put an intention up because you didn't get through on the phone lines, uh, it's at Drew Mariani Show. All right, that's our Twitter handle, at Drew Mariani Show. And I'd love to have, uh, love to have your intentions there and we'll pray for you. All right, let's pray now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world, a font of life, unfathomable divine mercy. Envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll take our first call this afternoon from Bill. He's praying with us in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Bill. Hey, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I'm, I'm calling because I feel I'm in a tough situation as I'm going through periods of depression. I had COVID back in September and was hospitalized for a few days. Mm. And of course, when I left the hospital, I had to quarantine on my own. I, I live alone and I started feeling anxious and depressed. I got over the COVID, but I still have after effects. And I seem to feel more and more depressed every day. So my request is that God will send me and all those that are suffering with depression the strength and help to get through this illness. Well, first of all, I am really sorry, Bill, for what you're going through. I know it seems like you know, there's, there's, there's no light and there's no way out of this particular situation. A couple things, you know, first and foremost, I think it's always important to pursue the gifts that God has given us in terms of medicine. So if you are really battling depression, I, I would suggest you talk to somebody about that. And there may be a medication, there may be something, a treatment, there may be some strategy that can help you um, make it through this this quagmire right now. 
you know, something even as simple sometimes as vitamin D and, and, and exercise and things along those lines can change one's mindset, change in diet. But, you know, you need to talk to an expert, a mental health specialist who can maybe guide you. But that said, let's also ask God to heal. Because I, it seems today that so many struggle with anxiety disorders and depression. We've seen suicide rates at record levels. And Lord, I just ask you to enter into the mental health of those who are struggling today. Those who don't see a way out of their situation, those who are depressed, those who are sad, those who are lonely, those who are despairing, those who have no hope. And I ask that those merciful rays that poured forth from your heart can penetrate the darkness of their minds and their hearts and their lives. And Lord, you can change their course. Put into their lives the right person, the right people, the right medication. Or if in your great mercy, Lord, your divine touch, restore them this day as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Our next call comes from uh, Rice, Minnesota. Maxine, good afternoon. Yes, thank you so much for taking my call, and thank you for your services. I love them. Uh, first of all, I want to pray for our son. He passed away last week, and I'm asking for prayers for his soul. And uh, my last request is, Jared, our neighbor, broke his neck last night in a farm accident. So I'm praying for a miracle. Thank you. Maxine, you got it. I'm sorry for your loss. I I can't imagine what it's like for a parent to lose a child. And I will pray in particular in my personal time with the Lord, too, for the soul of your son and, and for your family. Okay? And I want to pray for Jared, too. I mean, we don't know the day or the hour I, I just heard in the newscast here about Bob Saget uh, dying at 65 years of age he just performed um, this neighbor falling off breaking his neck we take for granted our health we take for granted the gift that we have of life and those that we love and Lord I thank you for those you put into our lives for our spouses and our children and our parents and our loved ones and our friends and for the gift of life and this mission that you have given to us allow us to fulfill it with great virtue and great holiness, great fortitude. Give us the grace to carry the crosses of life. Lord, I pray for those who mourn, those who've lost loved ones. Lord, I pray for those who are facing tragedy and difficulty in this moment. That your mercy, that your love, that your presence can be felt. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, so we'll go to our Twitter account too. If you have a particular intention or need and you don't get through, you can always email me, Drew, at relevantradio.com uh, with your prayers or your answered prayers, especially love to see those, or post them on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Maggie's going to take those and we'll work them into the show here too. And Maggie, what's coming in? We got a tweet from Martha um, saying, please pray for my brother Juan. He's in the hospital with COVID, having a hard time breathing. Thank you, and, and we're praying for you, Drew, and your family and relevant radio staff. Uh, David wrote to us and he said, Drew, could you include my mother Madonna in the Divine Mercy Chaplet today? She's about to go into hospice, but we can't see her because of COVID in her nursing home. Oh. So sad. Um, Sabina wrote to us and said, requesting prayers for the soul of Mary V, who passed away on Saturday. Olvis would like to pray for anyone who's mentally ill. Um, he'd also like to pray for anyone that's fallen away from the church and, and that they are welcomed back with open arms. And then I, I thought this one was really timely, Drew. We got a tweet just now from Elizabeth. She said, please pray for Jacob and his family. Jacob is seven weeks old, and the family just found out that <clears throat> he has cancerous tumors in his neck oh, and head. Gosh. The doctor said survival might be possible, but not promising. Um, she said, please storm heaven for this little child. And I, I thought with your stories of St. Charbel, yep. we should ask for the special intercession of St. Charbel for this little one. Yeah, Maggie, I'm thinking the same thing as you said that, uh, you know, hey, this is such a, an anointed time of prayer with so many people pouring forth their hearts to God. And I know there's a special anointing on this hour, special graces that flow during this hour. I know miracles happen all the time. So we'll pray for that through the intercession of St. Charbel, through the intercession of St. Faustina. And you know, we just ask for miracles. I give you all of these trials and crosses and difficulties that so many are enduring. And I just bring them to the ocean of your mercy. I immerse them in that ocean. Uh, our next call comes from Elaine. We'll bring her into this deck at two as we uh, take her intention. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Good Drew. afternoon. Hi. Thank you so much for, for your ministry and for praying with us, leading us every day during the week on this. I, I just really want to storm heaven. I want to ask God for a big, big favor. I need reconciliation. For two of our sons, there's been so many past hurts. Um, we need forgiveness and communication and understanding a path to healing for them. And and with the eight boys that we have between us, we really need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit for them to be good spiritual leaders and for their families and, and for their own lives, have God's direction be paramount for them. Wow. Did you say eight boys? Yes. Yes, one wow. of them is a son-in-law, but the rest of them are, um, yeah, 
Uh, that's fantastic. Well, wow. Well, what, a, what a witness. That's incredible. No, I, I love this prayer. And, Elaine, <laughs> and, 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 you know, as, I'm, as, as you're talking, you know, I, this is one of those intentions I know God hears. And I know he, he answers this, too. The Lord mm. wants reconciliation amongst family members. He wants healing. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind about that. So let's just pray with the faith that we need that will, mm-hmm. you know, clear up the misconceptions and heal the wounds and allow new beginnings to take place. And I'm going to pray for you and your beautiful family right now. And, you know, I, I think about praying for the conversion of those who are away from the faith. Uh, it's really one of the most important aspects of the devotion of divine mercy. Uh, the Lord calls all of us to help convert sinners to pray for the conversion of those away from the faith to 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 draw souls closer to god and the lord says that he desires that we just know more profoundly the love that burns in his heart for souls he loves them more than we do and he often suggests that we meditate on his passion so i'd suggest you do that and offer that up for for the situation and lord i know that you say you know you're the, the very depths of your tender mercy are stirred by those who pray this prayer. So I pray for for healing in relationships. Wherever there is brokenness, wherever there's division, wherever there's hurt, wherever there's abuse, wherever there's misunderstanding, Lord, whether it is marriage or whether it's between family, whether it's between friends or coworkers, between neighbors, I just ask that those graces now flow. I pray in particular for those who reject you and don't know you, Lord. And I lift up all the intentions that we just heard and have been voiced. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, we'll go to Decatur, Illinois next. Sherry, good afternoon. Hello. All Thank right. you for taking my call. I want to pray for a little 14-year-old girl who has brain cancer at the base of her neck. It's inoperable. She's been my daughter's fr- granddaughter's friend since, she, since kindergarten. And uh, I want to pray for a man, an older gentleman who fell off a ladder and broke his neck. He's... Wow paralyzed right now and going to go in therapy to try and help him regain his his uh, movements and his wife is in the hospital with covid oh my gosh uh, sherry yes. thank you i want to pray for you too thank you all right oh for, thank you very all, much for all of your personal needs i'm grateful for your call a young girl with brain cancer you know here we hear those intentions again another broken neck it's so weird sometimes how these recurring themes somehow show up during the chapel. And I believe when that happens, that great things are going to happen. And I believe God will accelerate the healing, that uh, the diagnosis will change. And I'm just going to pray for that right now. And, and Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your mercy. I, I lift up every one of Sherry's intention, but I do pray for those in these really critical, life-threatening 
situations. And St. Charbel, we call upon your intercession. As I've shared so you know, so often in the very beginning here and so frequently, the power of your intercession, we invite you to intercede before uh, the throne of God for us and be our advocate as we implore God's great mercy for the intentions of all who are now praying, for all those intentions that have now been voiced. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. I'll see if I can grab a couple last calls here. Uh, we'll go to Tish. She's praying in Santa Clara, California. Hi, Tish. Hi, Drew. Thank you so much for, th for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, and I would like to pray, um, Drew, that right now I'm, I'm in between jobs slash careers. Um, so that's been a little bit stressful for me. So I'm asking that God, please, um, you know, lead me in the right way as to the best job and career for me. I'm also asking God, Drew, that um, he send me a good and holy man who will become my husband. Um, is that, that's been another area of struggle for me. Um, and I ask that this man become my, my husband and that he will love me in a supernatural way as I've been advised through confession. Um, and that together him and I and my future husband, for us to have children together, so that I can give grandchildren to my mom and my dad. Thank you so well, much, Drew, sweet. and God bless you. You got it. Trish, I, Tish, I'm going to put you on hold. because I, I work with somebody. I don't know whether or not this is even appropriate, but maybe I'll connect the two of you. And I, I know my call screener is online right now, so you can work that out um, with, with Tish. But um, we will pray for all those right now, looking for that perfect spouse, discerning that vocation of marriage, of discerning uh, where God's calling them, and, and for life. Uh, if it's God's will that, you know, if you're praying for a child, that God will hear these prayers today and really, really bless you. But, but I do pray for those underemployed, those who are unemployed, those who are now drowning in debt, those who are being crushed by the rising costs of life. And I just ask for miracles, for your providence, for your blessing to come in their life and they see your presence, feel your presence, see your mercy, realize you're with them every step of the way. And uh, I've seen it in my own life, and I can testify to how God has worked in his providence. One day I'll share those stories uh, with you, but God is so good. Veronica is in Cedar Park, Texas. Let me sneak her into the prayer chain today as well. Veronica, good afternoon. Yes, thank you, Drew, for taking my call. I'm asking for uh, two miracles. One is for my niece. Uh, she has COVID, and uh, she's been on a ventilator for nearly a month now and this lady has adopted three sisters so that they could all be together wow. and so um, they need to mother. Wow. and um, 
I also asked him prayers for my husband that he would be able to accept God's love and forgiveness. Well, Veronica, and for the cure for this COVID. We're going to pray for that, but it, you know, that I'm telling you, that prayer that you offered for your husband, God's going to hear that. All right, God always hears those prayers, and, and Lord, I do pray for an end to COVID. I pray for those afflicted by it, those whose life is in jeopardy by it right now, those who are in in a battle with it. I pray for the end of this wretched pandemic. We pray for protection over this nation from degeneration, disaster, disease, from war. And we just ask for your mercy, not only on the nation, but in the homes and the hearts of all of its citizens. Pray for the conversion of our leaders. I lift up Veronica and all the intentions she voiced. I give you Terry and Kathy and Sherry and Elaine and Mary and Gina and Maria and Betty Jane and Gloria and Jessica and everyone else who's on hold here before me, everyone who's written and everyone united to me in prayer, everyone who's written. Yeah, I, I intercede on behalf of these souls, Heavenly Father. And I thank you for the gift of this chaplet. And with trust and with confidence and with faith in your goodness and in your unfathomable mercy, we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless, and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Charles Malouf. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. Not that long ago, children grew up in a simpler world. We rode our bikes to the corner store and played outside until dark. Face-to-face, in person, that's how we connected. Family dinners happened every night. We had a mother and a father together under one roof, and we had good role models. Everything has changed. We're in a war for the hearts, minds, and souls of this generation. They're growing up in a world with the power to destroy them. Consider this. Video game market will top $111 billion this year. More people visit porn websites in any given month than Netflix, Twitter, and Amazon.com combined. Young people are sold propaganda about what will make them happy by industries that don't care about them. They're coming of age in families that are fractured, complicated, bombarded with distractions everywhere they go. Constantly connected, but feeling desperately alone. Yeah, because everything is amazing right now, and nobody's happy. They're searching everywhere for something that will bring meaning and fulfillment to their lives, and they can't find it. And I just, I, I, I started reading books about the meaning of life. Too many young people are giving up, giving up on marriage life, God, and the effects on the church have been devastating. In Europe, the churches are essentially museums. Never before has the world been this complicated. Never before have young people been more in danger of losing their way. Never before has winning the hearts and minds of a generation been more important than it is right now. At Focus, we believe in fighting for our young people, and when we do, we see lives transformed. And it starts with the most important things. One-on-one, authentic friendships, real conversations, students in community, face-to-face fellowship. The good news of Jesus Christ, the beauty of his church, the power of friendship, the value of good role models. We're fighting for these things. We need you to join the fight for our young people, for the church, for our world. The time is now. Imagine what we can do together. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. I was very, uh, I was very struck by that. You know, I think one of the greatest challenges the church faces right now is the loss of people. You know, you, you heard in that that package there that churches in in Europe they become museums. It's true. If you go there, you, you, there's this exodus from the Catholic Church, not just in Europe, here in our own country. I talk always about these N-O-N-E-S's, the nuns. You know, we talk about how many people have lost faith. Look at your own kids. Look at your own siblings. You know, look at your own family dynamic, you know, that own circle. How many, how many, how many, how many of your family members are still going to church, especially the young? And it's not just a numbers game. That's not what I want to talk about. We're not looking for more people to have just more people. It's not about counting the sheep, right? That's not what this is about. What we're concerned about, what hopefully, you know, 
I'm hoping this is where your heart is, is, is that you know you love those who are leaving the grace of Jesus Christ behind. When they turn their backs on the church, which Christ set up, this is his church, as the primary way of his salvation to be made known to the ends of the earth. When your loved ones reject that, they're heading on a path away from God. And they're going to encounter lots of deception. They're going to encounter lots of challenges. And believe me, it's a path that does not always lead to a very good end. I think one of the great, one of the great problems today, one of the great problems in, in not just the country, the home, the church, are those who leave the practice of the faith, and they abandon, they leave the grace of God behind. And look, I got to take the plank out of my own eye, right? I mean, I've got loved ones who aren't where they need to be with God, and I'm sure you do too. I say to my wife all the time, even about our own children, you know, you raise them, you instill those seeds of faith, you send them to good. I send them to Catholic schools, you know. What you have to do is, you know, after your kids grow and, and they're out of your reach, all you can do now is pray. That's all you can do. You know, and, and water those seeds you planted with with your prayers and with your sacrifice. So if you have a niece or a nephew, if you have a son or a daughter, if you have a grandchild, if it's your sibling, if it's your spouse, uh, pray, sacrifice. Let them know that God loves them. All right, and 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 I, I really believe God hears these prayers. I do. I know that this this will come about, but you know today is, is a very different time for for young people today. This is even more critical. Bishop Robert Barron has talked about the number of uh, high school kids today that just aren't going to religious education classes. Is it the kids' problem or the parents? I think it's the parents. Why? Because we have this mantra today, this mindset that they believe science has debunked any kind of religious faith. But for those who do practice their faith in high school and then they go to college, especially if the college is a secular school, guess what? The vast majority of them, they lose their faith when they start taking college courses. I, I had lunch with a friend of mine uh, a couple of years ago. I remember he was sending his, uh, his daughter off to college and he was looking at Catholic schools and he was worried about her losing her faith in those Catholic institutions. So if that was his concern, what are you going to get sometimes in a secular institution? Fortunately, God has raised up ministries around the country to reach out to college students to try to bring them to the fullness of the faith. There's a wonderful group out there called the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, or, or FOCUS. It's one of those great groups. Uh, a lot of you might remember my former producer, Jake Moore. Uh, our paths first crossed at a FOCUS conference. He and I, uh, I was actually doing a live remote, I think it was down in Florida at the time, and uh, I met Jake. Little did I know later that he he would contribute to the show in a very significant way in the not too distant future. But he's worked with Focus a lot in the past. He knows uh, the production director of Joy FM and Boost Radio. He's also produced podcasts with his wife Kathy uh, on a, a site called Truth Pop. You can check it out. Um, Kelsey Ludvik. He, uh, she spent nearly a decade with Focus. First as a, an on-campus uh, missionary, and then on the Focus alumni team, and, and she now uh, she's now the events and communication coordinator at Our Lady of the Valley in Windsor, Colorado. And I've invited them both to join me today so all of us can sit here and share a little bit about where we are in the culture with our faith and the faith of our loved ones and what we can do to strengthen that so that those we care about can be in that warm, loving, grace-filled embrace of Jesus Christ. Hey, Jay, great to have you back with me. Good afternoon. Hey, Drew, it's so good to talk to you again. So good to be Likewise. on the show. Thank you. And and Kelsey, good to have you with me. Good afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, well, it's great to have both of you. Jake, you and I, our past first crossed at a focus conference, didn't it? Did I get the story right? I, yeah. I think my memory's serving me well. <laughs> you were giving me some chills just, you know, uh, recollecting that experience again. That was back in 2013 at Disney wow. World for the SEAT conference. So I went up and introduced myself to you. And like you said, little did I know and little did you know what uh, God had in store. So that was pretty cool. I said you're hired. No. <laughs> It'd be years later. <laughs> years later, our pastor. If only it were that easy, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jake is no longer with us the show right now. He went on to do some other things. But, uh, Jake, I, I often say, you know, we miss your presence here. And what oh, an incredible you, what an incredible contributor you've been to the show over the years. And, and, and Jake is just Praise an God. absolute wizard when it comes to audio. I mean, he, the magic he works is just uh, it's unbelievable. So, But, look, I know you and Kelsey both have a heart for focus in the mission uh, and, and, and the importance of it, really, in the culture. There's so much being said right now about what young people hear when it comes to colleges, you know, reaching out to them with the faith. And, we, you know, I, you often hear we need to make it look as as close to the secular culture as we can, kind of stealth evangelization. Or else you hear, oh, we need to really be countercultural and be on the opposite end of the spectrum. I, I'd love your take, both of you on your experience with this. What's the best way to approach evangelization? Is it stealth or is it countercultural? Well, Drew, I, I certainly don't want to steal Kelsey's thunder here, given the fact that she works for Focus, but I can say as a little bit more of an outsider that I think Focus knows how to do it well. Um, because you talk about how the branding, you know, you, you want to look appealing to the millennial. Uh, Focus does that really well with their graphics and videos, but at the same time, you're right that we need to offer something to the world that is countercultural. And that's what I found with Focus. Uh, just a little bit of my own story in college, I was struggling with my Catholic faith. I had a lot of Protestant friends who I saw were on fire. And frankly, I, I didn't know a lot of Catholic friends who were really living out the faith. And it was because of Focus and getting invited to a Focus conference that I looked around my and I, I just saw you know, tens of thousands of other Catholic students who were on fire. And I, I said, what is this? I've never seen this before. And I think what it is really coming down to, it, it's, it's coming down to the power of the sacraments, the Eucharist. You know, Focus is that organization that, for me, invited me to just question, okay, what is the Eucharist all about? I, I've, I've grown up all my life saying, yeah, I believe in the true presence. But as I got involved in focus on campus, I, spe I started spending more time in adoration and sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And I really think, Drew, that is what we have to offer that no one else in the world has. We have the true presence of Jesus. We have what the world is looking for. And so many young people, when they think of youth ministry, they just think of, oh, like, I'm going to another pizza party. Great. You know, I'm going to hang out with my friends and maybe... Try not to get in trouble this time, but like right. how many of us in youth ministry are actually thinking about that central question? Why aren't we as Catholics taking the Eucharist more seriously in our lives? That's what's missing. And, and again, Focus is that organization where I was able to really delve deeper into my own beliefs, and I, I credit them so much for my own healing journey in my own life. Well, I love them. I've supported several missionaries of focus i think they do incredible work and kelsey i'd love your take on that that as well what, what do you think is the best approach uh countercultural stealth evangelization what's the best way to reach people and, and let them know that christ really is the answer yeah i 
I'm going to go with the typical Catholic response of both and. <laughs> um, I think both are incredibly important and necessary. I know, yeah, a similar uh, situation with me is I encountered Christ more deeply because I had people in my sorority who were actually very practicing Catholics um, who saw me and started investing in me um, and started to get to know me and slowly was able to introduce me to Jesus Christ uh, again (laughs) because I'd gone to Catholic school and thought I kind of knew everything (laughs) and I didn't. Um, But I think even more so when I was a missionary, I was in the South for three years. I was in a diocese that was 1% Catholic, 99% Protestant. Uh, And the one thing that we had was Jesus Christ fully present in the Eucharist. Uh, So we would invest in students that weren't Catholic, and we would invite them to adoration. We would invite them to praise and worship nights. And there was always something that they would say when they walked into the chapel for adoration and they would leave and they would just say, there's something different here and I feel it. And they didn't understand it. And even when there was an adoration and they were in the chapel with the tabernacle, they still knew that presence was there. So they began to ask questions and they were able to more deeply encounter Christ fully present in the sacraments slowly. Uh, Some of them, converting to Catholicism, some I'm still talking with uh, as they continue to wrestle with truth. So I I, I, I really do believe that it's both, yeah. I I think you're right. I mean, to Jake's point, too, I mean, the Eucharist is so central to all of this. Look, I have to take a short break. Uh, When I come back, we'll talk more. If you want to join the conversation, I only have Jake and Kelsey for a short time. The number here is 888-914-9149. Feel free to share your own experiences, ask your questions, give your insights. You're more than welcome to join the conversation. Love to have you here. If you're just joining us, we're talking about how to reach out to really young people with the message of the gospel, with the beauty and the truth of really what is the answer for all the problems of their life in the world. Jesus Christ. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com. Slash Forrester. Drew Mariani is here for you on Relevant Radio. The odds are that you know someone who has left the Catholic Church. In fact, if you think long enough, you can probably recall, I would bet handfuls of people who left the church or just stopped practicing the faith, right? Think about your family members, your friends, your neighbors, maybe they're your high school classmates, right? Uh, are they still active in the faith? We're living in a really challenging time, and I think people fall away from the faith for all sorts of reasons. You know, for, for many, Christianity doesn't make sense in their lives, or it might not be relevant, or it might seem outdated. You know, some find the church maybe hi- hypocritical. That's one of the things you hear a lot. Maybe they've been hurt by someone or someone in the church. Um, you know, there's other struggles, uh, the moral, the intellectual issues, the redefinition of marriage and homosexuality and cohabitation and these things that aren't always fully understood. 
people have a misunderstanding of what the church actually teaches. But there's the bottom line is there's a mass exodus of Catholics in the past few decades, and it's caused uh, tremendous loss and frustration to those who remain in the church, whether it's your loved ones or those you barely know. We all share uh, in this disappointment, this pain, because we're one body. One part of the body suffers, we all suffer. So today I thought we'd take a look at how do we heal that? How do we, what's the, what are the best strategies to help bring our loved ones back into the church? And I'm joined by uh, two wonderful people today. I'm joined by my former producer, Jake Moore, who uh, I first met at a Focus conference years ago. And of course, uh, Kelsey Ludwig, she uh, spent a decade as a missionary there for, for Focus and is now the events and communication coordinator. It's good to have her with us today and Jake as well. Jake, I'll go back to you and then Kelsey, I'll let you follow up as well. Um, what do you think is the solution, Jake? Uh, and and what, is it, what is the cause? I mean, the church is so beautiful, so rich in its tradition. Mm-hmm. Have, have, you know, after some argue after Vatican II, things have changed. Uh, what's your view on the reverence within the church? Yeah, Drew, I think you're hitting a very important point there. I think young people, um, they, they don't want the another folk song played at Mass. You know, not to be that blunt, but what I am seeing, you know, among my peers is that there's really something to a beautiful, reverent liturgy, something that a young person is not going to see anywhere else in contemporary society. Uh, the answer isn't just another, you know, mass with banjos. It's it's something so much deeper. And I, I was talking to a coworker of mine. I'm blessed now to work with a lot of Protestants, and unfortunately, I've encountered a lot of my coworkers were former Catholics. One of them told me, you know, I was looking for something deeper at Catholic mass, and all I was getting was something surface level. And I just encouraged him, and I told him, look, there are so many Catholic parishes that have exactly what you're looking for. But I think really the challenge is on us as Catholics. We need to step up the game. Let's focus on the beauty of the liturgy. Let's focus on the Eucharist. Let's go back to square one. You know, getting young people back to Mass doesn't have to be as complicated as we sometimes think it is. Young people want beauty, and, and that's the answer right there. That's such a great point, Jake. I could not agree with you more. Um, there's something about beauty that draws. There's something about that attractiveness. Kelsey, I'd love your thoughts. Yeah, I completely agree that there there is definitely a beauty that attracts uh, so many people my age and when I was on campus that there's a mysticism and a transcendence that we can encounter at the Mass that is so different from everything else that we're getting hit with while we're looking at Instagram or we're on Facebook or we're talking with people that we work with. There's just something so incredibly different when you walk into a beautiful mass that just brings you up to um, to the heavens in a real way. Yeah, that's so true. Well, let me grab a call or two here. Enrique is listening in uh, Chandler, Arizona. Hi, Enrique. How you doing? Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, you're on the air. Go right ahead. So anyway, I was sharing that. Uh, that I was talking to a gentleman a couple of nights ago. We had dinner with him, and he said, man, when I was like 19, I was going to be at a, in a wedding party. So we all wanted to receive communion, and, and so we went to confession. So I started telling him about the priest, about some 
some lustful thoughts that I had towards my girlfriend. And he says, and next thing you know, he's reading me the riot act. And he said, I felt so ashamed and embarrassed that, mm-hmm. you know, it just turned me off. So, and you know, there might've been other reasons, but I just started, I started thinking about it, the way Pope Francis said, that you got to be merciful in the confessional. And uh, if you can't, you need to get another gig. And the other thing that goes with that, I, I, I... Enrico, let me let me hold you on that point, because I don't have a minute left, because I think it's an important one. A lot of people, I mean, Satan does not want us to go to confession, first and foremost. I, I had a friend um, who had fallen away from the faith. My wife and I had moved into this into this community, and we made friends with, with our neighbors, and this particular set of neighbors... Um, uh, this person had gone to confession, had a really bad experience, and I think she had had an abortion. And whatever happened, it drove her away from the church. And actually, she left the Catholic Church, and she ended up going to some non-denominational type of church because of the you, because of that confession. Well, we met her, and after forming friendships, and after talking, and after seeing the beauty of, of the faith and how we lived it and what it meant to us, we eventually got her to, to, to come back and, and her experience was radically different. And I would encourage, if you have a friend that has had bad experience like that, recommend a loving, gentle priest. Because, you know, I don't know what happened that day uh, or what went down, but uh, to have somebody leave the church over an experience that's supposed to be merciful and healing um, is actually a tragedy. And, and I know it's a rarity, not the norm. And I just want to put that out. I don't want people to have a misconception that that's what always happens. But I am grateful for your call. I think it's a good one. I mean, love and mercy really is a solution. We need to love those who are away from the church back home. And Kelsey, I only have a moment or two left here, Jake, too. And so let me just get some final thoughts for you. Uh, Kelsey, you, the main work of focus, if I'm not mistaken, it's one-on-one evangelization. Uh, that's probably the most effective way of bringing somebody back home, isn't it? Yeah, uh, because I think even just uh, with his question there, I think it's receiving people um, without uh, being able to be shocked by sin. (laughs) Um, We're all sinners, and to be able to receive someone in that moment um, is so important. Uh, I had a student actually an old student of mine in town with me all this past weekend and I had encountered her actually when she was a student and she was able just to explain to me uh, a lot of what was going on and as she was living in her sorority life and receiving her in love and then being able to then walk with her um, and to tell her actually you can and you can do this Kelsey I gotta leave it there thank you for your ministry Jake thank you too I'll be right back 